You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is good, everybody? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal first week of November so far. Um, thinking back on how fast this whole year has been passing is actually very unbelievable and surreal. Um, to me, it just feels like New Year's was only a couple months ago but i guess that's just how your perception of time changes when you're in the middle of a pandemic so not gonna blame anybody for that but uh, if you are from guelph and nearby regions or even i think like southern ontario you probably experienced your first snow of the year uh, a couple days ago it is very subtle again, but uh, if you are like working close to a window and you do get to see the weather outside, there are some sprinkles of uh, tiny little snowflakes uh, out there here and there. Yeah, it's, it's upon us. Winter is almost upon us and it's actually lovely. The weather is kind of cold though, so y'all better cozy up at home. And uh, when you do get to go outside, make sure that you wear warm, warm clothing and whatnot. Okay, here's another way uh, that you can keep warm uh, if you don't have to go out and you have to stay home, especially for the weekend coming up. And actually, spe- like specifically uh, for the weekend that just passed, especially going to be very, very important for you if you are a Combat Sports fan. What am I talking about here? I am talking about the back-to-back pay-per-view events that the UFC has uh, put forward for us. This is the first time that I'm actually seeing this, everybody. So um, it is very, very unprecedented of an organization like the UFC to have major numbered pay-per-view cards happening uh, during consecutive weeks. So this past weekend, we actually had UFC 267 happening on Saturday night in Yas Island on Fight Island, aka Fight Island. That happened this past weekend, right? On Saturday. Little did I know, I actually didn't know until they uh, started showing the promos for the next pay-per-view event. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, I look at the lineup for the main card and it's so exciting. It's all the fighters that uh, I'm always so excited to watch. And some of the matchups that I have been personally very much um, uh, looking forward to, which we're going to be talking about today, by the way. (laughs) Good for you guys. Um... But I see this promo and I say to myself, okay, yeah, it's probably going to be happening later on, maybe like late November, right? That's just how we've been uh, entrained to having such awesome fight cards at the UFC, especially as of recently. But at the end of the promo, they show the date of this UFC 268 fight card. And I see, oh gosh, it is going to be happening on uh (laughs) wow this upcoming weekend november 7th which is on november 6th sorry i 
<laughs> I mixed up my days, but November 6th is going to be UFC 268. And that's only a week after we had the awesome pay-per-view card being UFC 267. Oh boy, oh boy. You know what that means? That means that, first of all, you guys as the fans, even if you're a casual fan, I feel like it is definitely something that you could sit back and appreciate. But also, again, like I said, if you feel like, okay, yeah, it's too cold out and I don't know what to do kind of thing, here's what you can do, okay? You just sit home, call a couple friends over uh, if you wanted to, or you can just like, um, I guess, like Zoom call them or FaceTime or, or something. Um, make sure that you're sitting at home all nice and warmed up and cozied up watching these fights this upcoming weekend, it's not every week that we have awesome fights like this, y'all. I can tell you from personal experience, for as long as I have been watching mixed martial arts, this is just, um, this is indeed a blessing by the MMA gods, and we shall not take it for granted, okay? So keep that in mind, okay? So you guessed it, right? We're going to be having so many interesting fights to, first of all, reminisce when it comes to UFC 267 that happened this past weekend, but also so many interesting fights to talk about for this upcoming weekend for UFC 268. The biggest dilemma that I'm having right now is to, like, I don't know if I should start with the fights, the awesome fights that already took place this past week. Or if I should jump ahead and give you previews and breakdowns of the fights that are happening this upcoming weekend. You know what? I think it is more important that you guys uh, kind of figure out what's going on with this upcoming event that we're going to be having on Saturday. So I'm going to be briefly talking about uh, those matchups and give you my breakdown of it all. And hopefully we're going to be having just enough time for us to reminisce a little bit about UFC 267, which was just awesome it, it felt so good like do you ever go to a movie theater and you watch a movie and, and when the credits roll up at the end of it you just feel so satisfied you're like this movie just hit every criteria that i had on my list and i just enjoyed it to the core to like to the core of my bones with every cell in my body it, i don't know if you can relate to that I mean, I'm sure that you have at least watched something like that that has really satisfied you like that and you just felt so good and the endorphins were just going crazy in your body because of how good the thing that you just watched was and how entertained you truly were at the end of it. So that's exactly how not just me, but so many other fans out there felt after watching an entire fight card of UFC 267. Okay, before I get ahead of myself, I'm going to be giving y'all the breakdowns for UFC 268. And then once we're all patient and we get through all those breakdowns, we will talk about UFC 267 and Fight Island. Okay, so now without further ado, let's get started. So what is actually happening and coming up for UFC 268? Okay. We are going to, going to be having a rematch fight between the current welterweight champion, Kamar Usman, who's going to be fighting off against the number one contender in this division, a man who is so notorious for his wonderful um, and unbelievable talents, should I say, at trash talking, the one and only, the notorious 
Colby Covington. Okay, so like I said, this is going to be a rematch between the two guys. And it is going to be very, very tough for both of them. Why do I say this? Uh, first of all, uh, both guys arguably are among the top wrestlers right now in the UFC roster. Not just talking about the 170-pound weight division that the, they're fighting at right now, but overall, because uh, the biggest uh, wrestlers, should I say, that used to be in the UFC have now retired or just don't fight anymore. Who do I mean by those people? The biggest names that come to mind, at least when we when you think about the modern era of like uh, mixed martial arts fighting and the top wrestling talent that we've had uh, over the recent years, the biggest names that come to mind are Khabib Nurmagomedov, the former lightweight champion, and Daniel Cormier, who was the light the former light heavyweight champion. And, of course, we have to give a special shout-out to the double champ, the former uh, flyweight and bantamweight champion at the UFC, Henry Cejudo. So those were the big wrestlers before they all retired. Who's left now in this roster? Of course, not to say that um, before, like when DC, Daniel Cormier, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and Sanyar Cejudo were around, the people that I'm going to name right now were not at the top of this list. Of course they were, but now that those three names are out of the picture because they've retired from mixed martial arts fighting, um, the biggest, the most, uh, okay, why am I mixing my words and grammar here? So the boldest names that come to mind when you think about just flawless wrestling in MMA are the names of Kamar Usman and Colby Cuffington. And what do we have here? Well, we're going to be having them fight each other, not for the first time, actually for the second time. Why is this even harder this time? I'll tell, tell you exactly why. Because the first time that the two guys fought, it wasn't like it was a, it was a one-sided fight. Because of the fact that both guys have wrestling as their forte. And not only that, because they're both such smart fighters. And they have such um, uh, supporting teams. Of course, they know. They both know for a fact that wrestling, even though they're just so, so, so amazingly good at it, it is merely not enough to to be a wonderful mixed martial artist. When you're a mixed martial artist, you have to not only have fantastic wrestling, but also fantastic striking. You can't have one. Uh, of uh, of the many uh, martial arts that are required for MMA and just uh, go out there and win fights. That's not how things are done anymore because the game has evolved and you have to evolve alongside with it. So both Kamar Usman and Colby Covington have learned this uh, lesson and they've uh, gone through many training camps to work on their striking uh, alongside uh, maintaining how great their wrestling is. When both guys just kind of like do this, it's like they're following a parallel route. And it's like they're, they're kind of like twinning out here, if that makes sense. So for that reason, the first fight that the two guys had it wasn't a clash of styles. It was more like, um, okay, this is going to be a very <laughs> interesting reference. But if you know which meme I'm going to be talking about, the meme of Spider-Man, or uh, should I say the multiple Spider-Mans just pointing at each other, 
uh, because, um, you know, the, the Spider-Mans are just so shocked that they're seeing each other. They're like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Right. Uh, because they're like, you're me. I'm you kind of thing. Right. So this is exactly how it felt when Colby Covington and Kamar Usman fought, because that's just how close and similar their styles of fighting were. And both guys came in with strong wrestling. Both guys uh, also had that improved striking on top of it all. The chair on top, though, should I say, um, they have worked on their style so much uh, that they have also worked on their cardio and stamina in the meanwhile because for them to be that fantastic at what they do in both wrestling and striking now, they obviously have to be able to do it for long enough if they have to especially fight a full championship fight, which is uh, 25 minutes, like five five-minute rounds. And again, like I said, they've both been working on it so hard, but because they both uh, have been putting in a lot of effort it was just so hard to rule out who the the worst man was on fight night when the t- when the two guys actually fought for the first time. It was an extremely close fight. No guy, neither guy would actually give up in this uh, fight. And as as much as it was entertaining for us, the fans, and for us to see the display and demonstration of technicality between Kamaru and Colby. Ah, it was it was so extremely close, but Kamaru was able to come on top and uh, win the fight, the first fight. But now they're back at it because they showed that yeah, like uh, we actually have substance in us, um, and that we can actually put on a fantastic show for the fans. But also, we really want to see what will happen if uh, we go at it another time. Right. And uh, who is indeed the better man of fight night, especially because uh, to give you a little bit of background on the beef that has been going on between the two guys, even prior to the first fight. Like I told you guys earlier, Colby Covington should get a legitimate trophy for being the best trash talker in combat sports right now. Um, He loves to do that and he is not afraid to trash talk his opponents and badmouth them in front of them behind them on social media everywhere so colby covington um he's just been hu- humiliating uh yeah he's been humiliating kamar usman a lot i'm not gonna specifically point out the stuff that he has been saying on social media about him uh because i don't know i don't Actually, not necessarily. I don't agree with the stuff that he's saying at all. And it does uh, make me angry at times because of the fact that, you know, in my opinion, yeah, some trash talk gives it a little bit of spice. But there's a point that uh, or should I say there's some lines that you don't cross. Right. And I feel like Colby Covington, he doesn't really care at this point as long as he is getting all the clout when it comes to that. He'll just go to whatever extent he has to to get it all. So he has been saying a lot of nasty stuff about uh, Kamar Usman. Kamar, though, he is not afraid to talk back, but uh, he does it in a, in a more like gentleman-like way. 
Not to say that he's like completely, you know, just like innocent sitting there, like not saying anything. Of course, when he's uh, talked about about, he'll have to like defend himself and like have comebacks. So it has been a lot of back and forth between the two guys. But the only thing that is going to settle the beef between the two guys is for them to actually fight each other for the second time to see who is, you know, it's great that you can talk the talk, but you have to walk the walk too. And indeed, on Saturday, we shall see who will actually walk the walk because Colby Covington, listen, man, um, I respect you a lot as a awesome wrestler and as a great fighter, but you have to at least defend some of the stuff that you say about how great your style is versus Kamaru's. You actually have to prove it to all of us with how you fight on fight night. Um, overall, I do wish both guys a lot of luck. I just hope that it is going to be a fair and square fight. And um, I hope that they do mix it up on fight night. Because sometimes when you have very strong uh, wrestlers going at it, you might not get as dynamic of a fight as you expected uh, because the wrestlers would uh, the way that wrestling works in mixed martial arts is that you would use it to put a lot of pressure on your opponent so that you can potentially gas them out and then later uh, either use takedowns to take them to the ground and, and um, either do ground and pound on them or uh, apply your jiu-jitsu skills to potentially finish your opponent or if not the gassing out with your uh, with the pressure that you're putting on uh, on your opponent with wrestling could just allow you to you know just unleash your striking in a more effective way because your opponent when they're tired they cannot really uh defend against your strikes as strongly so that's how wrestlers if they do want to really put a lot of emphasis on their wrestling in fights that's how they use it in their own in their own advantage However, uh, the fact that they do have to put on that pressure on their opponent, it might take a long time. And that means that the fights might not always be the most active and dynamic, which is not something that the fans like. So even though we've had like very extremely talented fighters fighting uh, on their cars and on their fights, you know, I'm talking about big names like Daniel Cormier, like I mentioned before. DC, Daniel Cormier, he was also a very strong wrestler. Every time, even though he was a champion uh, back in the day, every time he would want to utilize that to his advantage to tire out his opponent so that he could win fights that way through his wrestling, he would always get boos at the end of the night from the crowd because of how, quote-unquote, unexciting his fights were because of the uh, high amount of wrestling that was involved in the fight. So... You know, I feel like it depends on what the fighters actually want to achieve out of it, out of this. Like, do they just want to win a uh, win the fight, uh, or do they actually want to put on a show for the fans? What is it? Not to say that uh, they can't really do both, because in my opinion, it is completely doable. How is it doable? Well, they'll just have to mix it up. They can't really um, just rely on one aspect of their MMA, especially not to just rely on the wrestling. I hope it's not like that on Saturday night. It will be easier for them because that's something that they've been doing for years and years and years. But again, it's not necessarily the most fan-friendly style of fighting. <laughs> 
especially uh, considering that this is going to be the main event of the evening. So I hope that um, they do. I mean, I'm not the one to tell them, okay, yeah, you should like fight boxing style, even though you're a wrestler. That's not my place to tell them or anybody else to tell them how to fight. However, they think that they might win the fight. They should win it or they should do it to win it. But also, you just have some sort of an expectation as a fan, you know. And uh, like I said earlier with how UFC 267 was this past Saturday, I hope uh, it is going to be one of those uh, fights that at the end of it, when the winner is announced, I just get out of my seat and I start clapping and I say, wow, that was a very entertaining fight. I really enjoyed it to, to my core pretty much as a fight fan. I hope it is indeed one of those fights and we shall wait and see what will happen. Da, da, da. Okay. But just when you thought things couldn't get any more exciting, we have another rematch fight, another championship rematch happening as the co-main event of the evening. It is going to be between the former strawweight champion, Rose Namajunas, who's going to be fighting against Zhang Wei Li. Oh, what am I saying? Gosh. Oh, goodness. Janan, you are stuck in uh, previous years of MMA. So why did I say that Rose Namajunas was a former champion? Because indeed she was. What did happen here? Okay. So Zhang Weili. Okay. I'll, I'll give you like a brief timeline. Zhang Weili, she became the champion. When Rose Namajunas was already stripped of her title previously because she had lost another fight to the former champion. Right. So when Zhang Weili won that fight, she was a champion. Rose Namajunas was out of the picture because of how tough that previous loss was on her. But when she came back, she was back uh, to, to fight against the title, the title that she had lost against someone else. She comes into the fight. They fight. And lo and behold, Rose Namajunas becomes uh, a two time strawweight champion. She wins back her title and Zhang Weili loses her title. So in this case, yes, Rose Namajunas was the former champion, but she became the champion once again after she fought the former champion, Zhang Weili. But what is happening now? Well, Rose is going to be uh, putting her title on the line again to see if she is able to defend it or if Zhang Weili is going to be coming back and uh, proving all this wrong telling us that you know something went wrong in the first fight and that she indeed deserves to be the champion at straw weight i do have to say though well okay disclaimer i'm a huge fan of rose namajunas and rose namajunas she has always been training super hard you know through win or defeat she always give it gives it her absolute best. She always works super hard. She is super perseverant. And that's her life. She doesn't, uh, you know, have any distractions or anything. And uh, overall, that's just the way she's been. And it's great, right? Uh, but also, Zhang Wei Li, prior to this uh, loss that she had against Rose, she was actually undefeated. However, with this loss, it just feels like something ha really did change within her, especially uh, with her mindset, because immediately following her loss against Rose, she, uh, Zhang Weili, she uh, went back to training camp immediately, which was very, very awesome of her, but also 
you know it's real when like you i don't know how to describe it but sometimes when you change your hairstyle <laughs> it's gonna sound kind of stupid to some but trust me i've been there myself and i think there's something to it sometimes when you um undergo an event and you know you just you just want to change um i feel like it's really important that you change some of the things that uh are surrounding you like whether it's something in your work environment that you have to change or perhaps even if it's like something related to your appearance so in this case what happened was that rose uh, excuse me Zhang Weili, she literally um cut her hair super super short exactly like rose nami unisys so they both have very very short hair now but um, what I meant to say about this, you know, big change, drastic change in appearance is that um, it just feels like you've uh, kind of let go of something that was kind of like holding you down. And that, that big change, that, that initial start and ignition that you needed to get, get on to this next chapter of your life so that whatever it is that you have to do, you just get on with it. And uh, in this case with Zhang, uh, it was her getting back to training camp, but just like changing that old mentality and essentially shaking off that initial defeat that he had against Rose and now just getting back to it, focus 100%, just going at it, trying to come back stronger this time. So to me, that is extremely fascinating about Zhang Weili, but also very scary to watch because when somebody has that change in mindset and like it, that, that change really clicks for them internally, you, if I were Rose Namajunas, I would be, I wouldn't be scared because fear like to a high extent is not good for you, especially if you're the champion, but I would be cautious because that tells me that like my opponent has been 100% serious about getting back and trying to come back in here and try to whoop my butt essentially right so for this reason I'm I've been looking forward to this fight for a long time and I'm sure a lot of fans out there uh, have been feeling the same and as much as I want to see what the outcome would be um, more so I don't know how to explain it it's just that the anticipation leading to this fight it, it gives me that um, adrenaline and I'm just I, I don't know if uh, being scared is the right term in this case but I am just just uh, worried about how how Rose Nam Yunus is going to be taking all this and how uh, different uh, Zhang Wei Li has indeed become throughout these months and what really changed in her head but also in her um, training style that is going to lead, to lead to a different outcome this time around when the two get to fight for the second time. Ooh, okay, so I'm I'm like so excited. I don't know if you can tell, but I honestly wish that the fights were happening literally right now. But what can I say? We just have to be patient for a few more days so that the fights actually come on Saturday night. So uh, the UFC crew is actually flying back to the US. The fights are happening in Madison Square Garden. Ooh, Okay, and uh, it is going to be very interesting because I think it's the first time that the UFC is going back to Madison Square Garden with a full-on crowd since the pandemic, so good for them. And I'm sure um, it is going to be a huge turnout of um, people coming up to the arena. Goodness, goodness, I really wanted to talk about the third last fight of the evening, which was 
uh, a lightweight bout between Justin Gaethje, the former interim lightweight champion, and Michael Chandler, the former lightweight champion from Bellator, who's now fighting for the UFC. Just know that this fight is also happening, and my prediction is whoever wins this fight is potentially going to be next in line for the title, uh, for the lightweight title um, against the current champion, Charles Oliveira, and that is going to be a very, very exciting fight as well. So overall, I, j- I can only just tell you, please make sure that you catch up with this fight. The, the whole fight card, should I say, um, this time around, because we're back in uh, Eastern time zone, we're back in New York. Uh, please watch it at the regular 10 o'clock, you know, 10 p.m. time for the main events. And goodness, OK, I really wish that we had enough time to reminisce about UFC 267 because I had a lot of fighters that I was rooting for and the majority of them, excuse me, the majority of them actually won their fights and it was just so, so extremely satisfying to watch. And uh, like I said, at the end of it, it felt like I was watching, I I was just done watching this really awesome movie that would get like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. And I really felt the joy and the excitement to my core It was a really good uh, fight card overall. And I have a feeling that this UFC 268 fight card is going to be very similar. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave you there. Going to leave you hanging like that. But I hope everybody's going to be watching those fights. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. You guys, go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.